neither ear heard, neither have it entered in the heart of man, the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But listen to this. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. His spirit through the spiritual dimensions. He said, you have not seen it with your eyes. You haven't heard it with your ears. What the Lord has prepared for you. But he reveals it to you in the spirit. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. You know, I, I'm thinking about Hagar. Hagar, rather, Hannah, excuse me. Hannah. Hannah was, was desperate. She was barren. She could not have a child. And she went to the temple to pray. And she was in anguish. Her soul was heavy. And if she would have let go with her emotions, she would have screamed a blood-curling scream that would have scared the whole temple staff. But her soul longed for a child. And she went there in agony of spirit. Spirit, hear me, hear me. And in her spiritual dimension, she just cut in the spirit and began to move her lips. Samuel Saul thought, or rather Eli thought that she was drunk. Anybody acting like that? Drunk. God have mercy when a preacher can't discern between the agony of his soul and a, and a drunken stupor. My Lord. But she was in the spirit. And all she did was move her lips. Never said a word out loud. She just moved her lips and her soul Communicating to God that she wanted a baby. She wanted a child. And you know what? In nine months, there was a little baby born. And you know what its name was? Samuel. You know what the word Samuel means? It means ask of God. Never voiced it, but her soul and the spirit communicated to the spirit world and God heard her and he, she named it heard of God. Hallelujah. 
Did you know that the Lord knows our groanings and utterances? I mean, we're things that, that cannot be even explained sometimes. Have you ever gone before the Lord in groanings? The Bible speaks of it. The Bible speaks of being in, the, in travail and in intercession. A lot of people don't like this, this, uh, this thought of travail and intercession. That's agony. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't stay in travail. You don't stay in intercession. No, no, forget that. For the end of it is joy. The end of it is giving birth to what you want. Hallelujah. Was it worth it, Hannah? Oh, a thousand times. Yes. I got little Samuel by the hand, and he's a delight to me, and I'm going to give him back to the Lord. We're going to go to the temple, and we're gonna, I'm going to let him work in the temple, and I'm going to give him back to God. Oh, yes, it was worth the agony of getting in the spirit. Hey, church, let me tell you, when Zion travails, Sons and daughters will be born. Do you know that some moms don't, some, rather some women will not have children because they're scared of travail. That's right. Did you know there's some church members that don't have children because they're afraid of travail? But if you travail... There is the inevitable word of God that says, Zion, when Zion travails, sons and daughters will be born. Oh, we want to have a big attendance in our church. We want to have a good membership. So we form, uh, we'll show, form a, a ball league to play ball with the other churches. Or, or we'll, we'll have a concert. Or we'll have a Christian ballet. Or we'll, <laughs> oh my Lord, have mercy. When Zion travails, hey, the way you get, the way you get people born into the kingdom is to go the kingdom way. What? The kingdom way. If you want to have kingdom living, you got to go the kingdom way. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Oh, isn't this exciting? Hallelujah. 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 See, there's life and there's revival at your very fingertips if you just learn it. Amen. Amen. We got all kind of programs going on sometimes. We got quests. We got all these things. We got, and we have our meetings, and everybody tells you, you know, this is that, and this is what we ought to do, and this is our plans, and we'll get down and form a little organization of, of something to, to try to come up with a, uh, how we can increase our membership and how we can keep them. Aren't we silly? The Lord has already told you how to increase your membership. And he's already told you in the epistles how to keep them. Thank God for pastors and teachers. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. On the day of Pentecost, 
Men ascended to the upper room. Hey, we need to get in the upper room, into the spirit world, into spiritual ecstasy. Amen. Amen. Get above the sounds of the street level. The corn, get above the sound of the telephone ringing. Find a secret place where you can talk to the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have learned this one thing, how to get in the Spirit. How long does it take you, Brother Nation, to get in the Spirit? Depends. Depends. If I've been a little carnal, I might have to pray a while. If I haven't been, it takes me about five seconds. Two seconds. Hallelujah. I may have driven all day long to preach somewhere, and I come to the pulpit, and I'm tired. I think about my tiredness. I think about the car trouble we had today and all this kind of thing. Uh, amen. But, hey, I got a congregation out there. And almost like a flipping of a switch. God. There are needy people out there, Lord. Move through me. Hallelujah. And you stand with the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You know, I never ask the Lord to do it because I want to be, uh, I want to preach good tonight. I always say, God, there's needy people out there. They're dependent on me. They're hurting, Lord. I got to help them, Lord, and for their benefit will you use me. I don't care about looking good. I don't care about making a name for myself. Hey, friend, I don't want to make a name for myself. We already own a name that's greater than any name. Hallelujah. We're Jesus' name, people. He is to be lifted up. I'm not to be lifted up. Brother Elder's not to be lifted up. But the name of the Lord is a strong tower. I want to lift him up. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Suddenly, in that upper room, as they ascended above the street level and the carnal level, amen, they were in one mind, one accord, one place, and suddenly there came from sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Oh, what heavenly ecstasy. Don't you know they felt this before it ever set on them? Amen. It filled the house. Whew, feels good. Yeah, walk in this church and say, Whew, so good to be here. Feels good to be here. Hallelujah. Why? You got your little spiritual antennas out. <laughs> this is a house of God. Hallelujah. This is a house of God. Feels good to be here. Hallelujah. You're getting everything prepared for... Amen. For the tongues of fire, the messages of the Holy Ghost, what God is going to talk to you and say to you. Hallelujah. And then suddenly out of nowhere comes tongues of fire. Tongues set upon them. Cloven tongues like as a fire set upon each of them. And they all were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. Where did it come from? 
Hallelujah. Same where, same place it comes from when people are here or when people are out there. And all of a sudden you in the spirit and you start speaking in tongues. As the spirit. You're in a spiritual dimension. As the spirit gives the utterance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, your spirit cries out sometimes when you're thirsty. Oh, Lord, I'm thirsty. Oh, Lord, I'm hungry. Amen. Do you love the good word of the Lord? Do you love to sing spiritual songs? The Bible speaks of singing spiritual songs. The Bible speaks of spiritual gifts. Give spiritual gifts are not natural born talents. A lot of people have mixed that up in this generation. I, I saw a seminar given, uh, well, I saw their, the papers that they used. Uh, I think it was a Baptist, and I'm not saying anything just because they're Baptists. But they were speaking of your spiritual gifts being your inborn natural talent. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, these are spiritual gifts. When God tells you something in the spirit and you're to speak in tongues, you speak it forth. And then when God, through the spirit, gives you an interpretation, you speak it forth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When God moves through you to lay hands on the sick, you lay hands on the sick and there's a flow of the Spirit to that person. Flow of healing. Amen. It's in the Spirit world. You don't see it. A lot of things, a lot of th happened in the congregation. So I, quit, I quit keeping score even in my own services because I have come cognizant of the fact that a lot of things happen in the minds and hearts of people that I never see. So I don't lay awake at night and say, well, nobody prays through the Holy Ghost tonight. All I can do is give the word. And the Bible says it does not return void. When the word goes forth in its power, in its splendor, and in its glory, under the anointing, something is going to happen. You can mark it down, my friend. I may not ever know it happens in him, but it happens. It changes his mind. It changes his heart. It encourages this brother. I don't see the encouragement, but he, he got, he's got... He's got it encouraged, so encouraged that tomorrow he's going to get up and his steps are going to be high. He's going to be walking in the Spirit because, oh, I've been in the service of the Lord last night. I've been encouraged. The Bible speaks of putting the mind of Christ in you. And sometimes in the service, the mind of Christ is placed in you. Sometimes the service in the service, you've changed your mind. Now the will of God is going to operate in your life. Hey, a lot of things happen when the Holy Ghost is moving in a service. You can't say because so-and-so didn't shout tonight, we didn't have a service. Hey, the Holy Ghost does what he wills. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. The Bible says God is a spirit. And he also says since he is a spirit, he said, draw nigh unto me and I will draw nigh unto you. How can you draw nigh unto God who is a spirit? The only way you can draw nigh to God who is a spirit is through your spirit. You draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh unto you. Hallelujah. Listen to this. 2 Corinthians 4.18 While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. Amen. The Bible says without a vision the people perish. Now, it doesn't mean you've got to have a vision as we interpret vision sometimes. It doesn't mean that you have a burden for a soul, necessarily. It goes deeper than that. What it's actually saying here, without a vision, the people perish. It's actually saying, without spiritual perception. Without spiritual perception, the people perish. See, spiritual perception brings to you all that your spiritual life needs. A lack of it will make you unhappy as a member of the church. A lack of it will make you perplexed and distressed. But when you are in the Spirit, there's righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, let me walk with you, Jesus. Don't ever leave me alone. For without you I could never, no, never make heaven my home. Sing it with me if you know it. So let me walk with you, Jesus. Don't ever leave me alone. Don't take your spirit from me, Lord. For without you, I could never, no, never make heaven my home is there anybody for the altar today amen I want us to stand amen come to the organ and raise that just a little bit please and we're going to sing and if there's anybody for the altar today you just feel free to come up if you don't feel like it you just stay back where you're at amen but if there's anybody that feels like they want to stand around this altar and communicate into the nothing so that they can get something out of nothing.
You just come ahead. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I love that song. Oh, I love Jesus. Don't you love Jesus? He's here this morning. I don't see him, Brother Nation. Oh, yes, he's here. How do you know? My spirit says he's here. Let me walk with you, Jesus. Don't ever leave me alone. For without you I could never, no, never make heaven my home. Don't you love him? You're just praying that nothing and out of nothing's coming something. Let, that's how you get the Holy Ghost. You, Jesus, don't ever leave me alone. For without you I could never, no make heaven don't you love him oh I just feel some of you are making love to the Lord and he loves that let me walk with you Jesus don't ever leave me Alone, flow, Holy Ghost. Him I could never. No, never make heaven my home.
first chapter. I'm going to begin verse 9. I'm going to speak on the subject tonight, or today, eyes for two worlds. Eyes for two worlds. Amen. Now, before I read, let me just sort of get your mind twirling right now. You're a human being and you are a spiritual being. Which is dominant? Which is going to live on? What are you the most of? Are you more human or more spirit? You are a spiritual being sharing human experiences. You're not a human being sharing spiritual experiences as we think. Let me say that again. We are spiritual beings sharing human experiences. Amen. You're only going to be human probably for 75, 80 years. That's the only length of time you're going to be a human. But you're going to live on forever because you are a spiritual being. So we are... We are a spiritual being sharing human experiences. Even the gifts of the Spirit that operate somehow has to do with the physical, the natural, the world we live in. Amen. So we are sharing human experiences. We are spiritual beings. One of these days you're not going to be human. You're not going to be flesh. Amen. Jesus came down here and he, and after 33 years, he got out of it. <laughs> you want to get out of it? Amen. This gives us more trouble. This flesh gives us more trouble than anything in the world. Gives us more trouble than the devil. That's right. The human, the humanity part of us gives us more trouble. So we are spiritual beings. So I'm going to talk about having eyes for two worlds. Amen. All right. Uh, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was in the isle that is called Patmos for the word of the Lord, for word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last. And what thou seest write in a book and send it unto the seven churches which are in Asia, unto Ephesus, unto Smyrna, and to Pergamos, and unto Thyatira, and unto Sardis, and unto Philadelphia, and unto Laodicea. And I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot and gird about the paps 
with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like a fine brass, as if they burned in the furnace. And his voice is the sound of many waters. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, and he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, for I am the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of death. Amen. You may be seated. I want you somehow today... To become aware of the spiritual world that you might discover it. You have made inroads perhaps into the spirit world to a degree. For when you came to God you were filled with his Holy Spirit. Which is something you cannot see. But you have a little experience of something that is wonderful and great. Something that you cannot see. I want you to discover... Uh, a spiritual dimension that you need to discover. There's always been a discovery joy in my life. I, I like to discover things. Amen. I never was a discovery, uh, a discoverer very much of anything, but I, I just had that quest. I remember when I lived out in the country and I would go to uh, I would go out into the woods to what I would say, you know, to, with the other boys, let's go exploring. <laughs> you ever played that, boys? Uh, it was, let's go exploring. I want to go out in the woods where nobody has ever been. If I can just somehow push back these bushes and all these briars and, and just, I want to step my foot right on the place where nobody has ever stepped. That just gave me a satisfaction to know my foot went somewhere where nobody else has ever been. I love to discover. Even later, I bought me a metal detector. You know, these little Geiger metal detectors. You, you, if you've ever been out on the shore of a beach or somewhere, you find people with these things. They're hunting things, you know. Amen. Now, I love to do that because the joy of discovery. There is joy in discovery. Amen. When that little thing starts beeping, you don't ever know what it's beeping for. I've been disappointed many times. <laughs> Amen. When I dig down there about a three or four inches and find a piece of tinfoil. Gum wrapper or something. <laughs> but I like, I like to do it. Amen. I'd rather do that. Amen. If someone say, look, we'll pay you $5 an hour if you'll take this. Uh, Lord, I'd rather have my metal detector than a weed eater. Because of, it, it gives me something to look forward to. You know, something to discover. Amen. I'm going to tell you about a man today that discovered the spirit world. And I want... When I get through here to whet your appetite so much that you will strive to discover in greater depth the spiritual kingdom of God. 
Hallelujah. We find John on the Isle of Patmos. Now, he was there because of tribulation. He was there, an outcast, because they, he had, uh, was put on this island to die, actually. And the buzzards were flying around waiting to pick his bones. Amen. Because he was a castaway on the Isle of Patmos. There were many bones around there, too, for, for people to see and for John to see. This man lived. Look at this skeleton here. This man was here on the island. And I'm doomed, too, for something of this sort, unless the Lord undertakes. And uh, there he was, alone, by himself, on the Isle of Patmos. Now, Patmos is a rugged and bare island in the Aegean Sea, about 24 miles east of Asia Minor. And Patmos is divided into two, two nearly equal parts, a northern, a northern and a southern part, and a very narrow isthmus uh, passes and divides the north and the south. On the southern half of that island, barren island, is a very high, rugged hill. I want you to see it. And about halfway up that hill is a cave where tradition says that John had his spiritual encounter and revelation. Now I want you to notice what he, when he begins to, uh, to write here. He said, I, John, who also am your brother and companion in tribulation... And I want to stop right there. In other words, he says, I'm a brother and companion. A companion is one who walks with you in like experiences. He said, I know what it is to be in tribulation. And, and I know that you know what it is to be in tribulation. We're companions in this. The Bible says, in this earth, you shall have tribulation. He said, I know what it is to be talked about. I know what it is to be laughed about. I know what it is to walk down to the market. And I know what it is to be scorned down at the market. I know what it is to be put on a boat and brought over to an island. We are brothers and companions in the earthly things. Amen. That's very earthly. Tribulation. Very earthly. But then he says... I am a brother and companion, and companion also in the kingdom. There's a differentiation made there. I'm a brother and companion to you on earthly things. I'm now a brother and companion to you in the spirit. In other words, there's a spiritual dimension that I feel that I've discovered, and, and you need to discover it too. Amen. And then he rushes on into the statement, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. And he heard something that was different after he got into the Spirit. No doubt as he was climbing that uh, hill, the rocks that fell beneath his feet and splashed into the ocean, he heard those sounds with his natural ear. And uh, he saw the vultures as they were flying around waiting to pick his bones. He saw that with his natural eye. He heard it with his natural ear. But as, a, as he got up there and then all of a sudden he said, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. He heard another voice. It was not 
with natural ears. He said, and I saw some things, and it was not with the natural eyes. Amen. The Bible speaks of having ears and not hearing. Having eyes and not seeing. What was he talking about? He's talking about our spiritual being. We have spiritual ears to hear, but we're not hearing. And we have spiritual eyes to see, but we're not seeing. There is a spiritual dimension that we need to understand, amen, that, that we as human beings should be cognizant of and be aware of. Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. Now, are you in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God in you? And he says, it's not of this world. My kingdom is not pianos and organs and pews and carpet. There's nothing wrong with that. Thank God for padded pews. Makes it more comfortable to sleep on. Thank God for organs and pianos. Oh, I love music. Amen. But he said, that's not my kingdom. My kingdom is not of this world. And then he goes on in Ephesians 6 and 12. He says that our warfare is not carnal. It's not earthly. Our warfare is not an earthly battle. We do not go out there like some of these people do with, with uh, swords and guns and fight for religion. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. The Bible says that we are in another dimension. Amen. We wrestle against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual, 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 wickedness in high places. So you see, we, our, our fight and our warfare is not with swords and guns, but in a spiritual dimension. Where you fight against spirits. Amen. And uh, then there's another place that says the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. Now if anybody likes to eat, I do. I love to. Uh, well, I don't drink. Uh, not some of the things that some people drink. But I like to eat and drink. That's. That's of this world. But he says, that's not my kingdom. My kingdom is not meat and drink. But he says, my kingdom is in the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Ghost. In the spiritual dimension. Hallelujah. You know, we talk about eating. We talk about manna that comes from heaven. But we don't eat manna that comes from heaven with a fork. We do not drink the living waters out of a glass. Living waters don't come in glasses. But we drink living waters and we eat spiritual food. The manna that come down from heaven. Amen. But we do it in a spiritual dimension. Amen. I love to 
eat the good word of the Lord. It is refreshing to me. It satisfies my appetite. I love the living waters as it flows and joy and strength begins to come into my life because I am eating and I am drinking, but I'm not in a natural world. I'm in a spiritual dimension as I eat and as I drink. Amen. The Bible says they that worship should worship in spirit. Amen. You know, I don't care how much you clap your hands or how much you raise your hand, if you don't in, if you're not doing it in a spiritual sense along with your hand clamp amen then your worship is in vain for we worship in spirit the spiritual man is worshiping we're in another dimension hallelujah he said in the spirit I heard some things amen in the spirit, he said, I saw some things. And then the whole book of Revelation is about what he saw and what he heard. Amen. He soon saw into the unknown. He was not seen with his natural eyes, but he saw it nevertheless. Amen. And what he was hearing from the Lord was not being heard with the natural ear. The Lord speaks to our spirits. A lot of times when I know the Lord has talked to me, he did not talk to me in an audible voice. He talked to my heart. He talked to my mind. He tells me in the spiritual dimension to do something sometimes when I'm in a pulpit and I just walk out in the congregation and do it. Why? Because he tells me in the spirit dimension. Amen. You say, well, Brother Nation, how do you know that it's God? Hey, what are you talking about? He says, my sheep know my voice. Amen. Amen. So he says, I'm a brother and companion to you in spiritual things. He that hath an ear, let him hear what? What the Spirit is saying to the church. That's why we've got to have Holy Ghost anointed preaching. Hallelujah. When the Holy Ghost anointed preaching is going forth, it talks to your soul. It talks to your spiritual being. And it Fills you up in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Now they tell me, now I've never seen this, but they tell me that in South America there is a fish that has two sets of eyes. That in with the one set of eyes, it swims around in its own world, in its own habitat, because it's necessary that he lives in his habitat. And he wants to see in the water dimension where he lives. Amen. But with the other set of eyes, they say that he looks beyond his habitat into the atmosphere where he cannot go. 
He watches for there's something comes from the atmosphere, maybe from the falling of the trees uh, or from the insects or something because it is very important to his existence that he lives from something that comes from the atmosphere. So he not only lives in his own habitat, but he lives looking to another world that he's not able to go into. Because something comes out of that world that he needs. My friend, that's exactly what we as human beings uh, need to understand. There is a spiritual being and there's something that comes from another world. Hallelujah. Amen. That we must have eyes for. We must have understanding for. Amen. There are spiritual dimensions of visions and revelations and spiritual ecstasy. The Bible speaks of spiritual blessings in heavenly places. You mean down here on this earth you can have spiritual blessings in heavenly places? Oh, yes, sir, my friend. You just try it. You just get off to yourself. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Amen. Get alone in your closet somewhere. When I was a youngster, I was taught to pray, and I went down to the woods many times and prayed all by myself in the long piney woods, uh, build up myself a little nest of pine straw, and pray. There were times when I would enter into the closet in the back bedroom when nobody was around, and I stayed in the darkness, and I prayed, and I found that there is something that comes from these experiences that you never forget. Because God will talk to you if you will listen. Sometimes we're too busy talking to listen. The scripture also says here what the Spirit says. So we need to shut up sometimes and listen. What the Lord would talk to us and tell us in those secret places. Amen. Didn't he say for you to enter into your closet? Amen. What he was saying was to enter into a secret place where God can talk to you and you can talk to God. Amen. And you can put into God your love and your adoration and, and the things that you need, forgiveness or, or healing or whatever. Give it to him. Amen. And it's just sort of like uh, Jacob's ladder. Angels were ascending and descending, ascending and descending. What were they ascending for? They were taking the needs up to the throne of grace. What were they descending for? They're bringing back the answer. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. So we're in dimensions, hallelujah, where we ascend to God and God reaches down to us. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Is anybody experiencing these kind of things in the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. All the ecstasy of being in the Spirit, living in the Spirit, walking in the Spirit. The Bible exhorts you to live in the Spirit, to walk in the Spirit. Another translation says, if we live in the Spirit, also keep in step with it. In other words, where He wants you to go. Where he will lead you. Amen. Keep in step with it. Don't get ahead. Don't get behind. Amen. You know, these spiritual dimensions are foreign to us. Amen. 
And that's why some people don't ever find these riches. There are riches in spiritual dimensions. There are riches in heavenly places. Amen. You don't go out and find gold out on the street. You don't find riches in a parking lot. They're hard to find. Amen. And so it is in the spiritual dimensions. There are riches in heavenly places. The Bible speaks of it. Amen. And right out of nothing. Amen. We are in a spiritual world, brother. Between me and you is absolutely nothing, right? You see anything between me and you? No. But in, in between me and you is a lot of stuff going on. This is nothing. But the Bible said he hung the world on nothing. That's strong nothing. What he's saying is you don't see what I've done. For I've got a spiritual dimension. I've got this world rotating like it's supposed to be. i got it hung on like it's supposed to. But it's held by a power that you don't see. He hung the world on nothing. Amen. And between me and you is nothing. Amen. But there is something. Even in the world of technology, I can prove to you that in this congregation, even in this building, today is music. All I'd have to do is to get a radio that's tuned in on a certain frequency. Turn that radio on and you'll hear music. Or Rich, uh, Rich Lum, Lumbar, what's his name? Rich Lumbar, whatever his name is. Amen. So many Pentecostal people listen to him. Amen. Amen. But anyway, what I'm saying is you can turn that radio on, and, and because it's tuned into a certain frequency, it brings something out of nothing. It brings music out of something you cannot hear. There's no music. I can't hear any music with my natural ears right now. But somehow that frequency tuned into that spirit dimension, amen, can bring that music to your ears naturally. Now, television is a unique, um, unique uh, invention. It's, it's always amazed me from the time that I remember when it was invented. Uh, it's always amazing how they can take this little box that's got a little screen. And you can turn a knob that says on and off and turn it on. And all of a sudden, out of nothing, out of nowhere, comes pictures. Isn't that strange? That out of nowhere, out of nothing, comes pictures on that thing? Amen. See, the world of technology has discovered that there is a dimension that we do not see with our eyes and hear with our ears. Amen. And through church, we understand these things. Amen. Because we who are born of the Spirit, who live in the Spirit, knows that there's something in this nothing. Come on, brother. Come on. Hallelujah. I can't explain. 
when I come to, when I come sometimes before the Lord with a burden heart and I'm heavy laden, amen, isn't it strange that I can get right down here, amen, and there's no picture in front of me, there's no idol in front of me, there's absolutely nothing in front of me, but I bear out my soul into the spirit world, hallelujah, and all of a sudden out of nothing comes something, Hallelujah, that brings me relief and, and brings me release and brings me happiness and brings me joy and brings me glory. Out of nothing comes something. Hallelujah. Woo, I'm so glad the Lord knew what he was doing. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, Hagar one time when she was cast out with her young baby. And uh, she, uh, she was doomed. She knew she was going to be doomed to die in the wilderness. And eventually her son was going to die. And she was going to die. And it was hot. And out in that wilderness. And there she was. Her baby began to cry out. His little lips were parched and dry. And they just spent their, didn't drink their water. And Hagar in her desperation. All she did was just say. Oh God. With her eyes closed. She said. Oh God. I'm thirsty. My baby's thirsty. And all of a sudden she opened up her eyes. And there was a spring of living water. In the middle of nowhere. You said it was there before she just hadn't seen. What are you talking about? She wasn't blind. Hallelujah. Out of nothing came something and she drank that water. And she gave it to her child and they lived. Why? Because there is a spirit dimension that God can bring out of nothing something. You said, I don't believe that God can bring something out of nothing. Hey, he did in the beginning. In the beginning, God. And he spoke the world into existence. But out of nothing came something but the word of God. Right. Hallelujah. And you got the word of God in you. My friend, we are a rich people today to have the word of God in us. Let the word of God dwell in you richly. For if the word of God dwells in you richly, you will find the spiritual dimensions. Hallelujah. That will take you through this world. Amen. Happy, shouting, singing. Oh, hallelujah. Little heaven down here on earth. Some people live defeated life because they have not, have not explored the spiritual world. The people that live with a frown on their face have not discovered the spiritual world. The people who are always grumbling and complaining and hurting and dying and fighting and feuding haven't discovered the spiritual world. 
Amen.